and welcome to Wine, Spirits, and Witches. Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna. And Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy 2020 to everyone out there. Yep, we're in a whole new decade. We're in the Roaring Twenties now. (laughs) You think? Well, Roaring Twenties 2.0. Bandit, you can hear him in the background. He's saying Happy New Year to everyone, too. And today I thought that we could start off our first episode of the new year with a pizza taste test. I know that we did one way earlier on, and I think it's something that's a fun little tradition that we should try and keep up with and see how much stiff dick pizza there is in California. Well, I'm really hungry tonight, so I just gobbled this piece down. And it's definitely California pizza, no doubt about that. But it's good. It tastes good. Um, I like it, and Bandit is eating some right now, so he likes it. <laughs> it's just not New York pizza. So but. this is from Medici's in Sherman Oaks. So would you say it's stiff dick pizza? or? Yes, I would say it's stiff dick. stiff dick pizza. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Okay, but when we're saying stiff dick pizza, is there a diff- Is it all just like just general statement of stiff dick pizza, or is there like levels? Different degrees. Yeah. Well, this isn't the stiffest dick pizza I've ever had, but okay. it's pretty, it's like on a score of one to ten, I would say it's like a four. So it's like half masked pizza. Yeah. Half masked yeah, pizza. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's not like a ten, like when it's really like, like know. DiGiorno pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would never. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, that, I don't fly with that. Here you go. I'm sharing my pizza with my dog, and he likes it a lot. <laughs> Bandit doesn't think it's stiff dick pizza. He doesn't. He doesn't. So think he it. is a okay with it. Yeah. I I like my pizza, but what I like even more is what I'm drinking. So we we still kind of have our holiday hangover. We're go- still like kind of settling out of the holiday season, right. and which means that we still have Monica eggnog. Yes, it's my special eggnog that I make once a year, and, and it's a big hit wherever I go. I do not give the recipe out with with the fear of getting cursed by my Cuban witch friend, who gave me the recipe. But um, I make it every year and i get rave reviews about it what do you think it's so good and this is like honestly i think one of the only reasons why i really look forward (laughs) to the holidays and then at green man where we work on christmas eve we have a tradition where we all come in our pajamas and we drink eggnog and everyone brings different eggnogs and i always know monica's bringing hers so that's kind of the only reason why i show up to work yeah yeah like not gonna lie and it's funny because this Christmas past Christmas Eve, I, I, I planned on just drinking with my coworkers and my manager and my supervisor and just hanging out and being jolly. But I had readings all day. I was booked from the minute I got there to the minute I left, and I missed out on the festivities. But everybody else enjoyed the eggnog, and that's all that matters. I was pretty booked, too, but I made it a point to run downstairs. And when I saw your eggnog, I filled up a cup and ran back upstairs into my readings with it. So I feel like it was even better because I got to miss the festivities. I didn't have to be social, and I still got my eggnog. Mm. So I kind of feel like I was winning on that. Eliza brought, I told her before I went upstairs, every hour I need a cup of eggnog. Please bring me. And she did. She did it once, which I was thankful for. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fucking cool. It was. It was very cool. So, Eliza is the shit, and I dig that. Yeah. Um, But this eggnog is amazing, and I feel bad for everyone that has to listen to us drink it, because, I mean, maybe if we think about it really hard, you guys can taste it psychically. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe we'll send that vibe out. But it's not like your typical eggnog that 
you drink from the supermarket has a very unique taste to it specialized taste don't you think it does i don't know if i would actually even say that this is technically eggnog i know that there's another another something that's very similar to eggnog but it isn't eggnog i kind of wonder if that's it but to be honest it's been so long since i've had store-bought eggnog that i don't exactly remember what it tastes like anyway i do i do i remember but this is totally different from that yeah yeah well, everyone listening, we're going to be talking about psychic development and divination today. So maybe at the end of this episode, you guys will know how to open your, your third eye up enough that you can just think about it really hard. And like, I'm sending you guys the vibes right now that you guys could just taste the eggnog. Yeah, so close your eyes and think you'll be able to taste it. So you guys get all the taste of none of the calories. Win. <laughs> right, exactly. There's no calories during the holidays. Okay, if you who say counts, so. Ca- who counts calories during the holidays? I mean, I never count calories. I just, you know, I, I just count how many snacks I can have in a day. <laughs> and by that, I don't mean, like, how many I'm allowed. I mean, like, it's a competition every day. Let me see if I can beat my old record, you know? Yeah, got it. Got it. I'm not a big snacky person as far as chips and... I'm not. You're not a big food person. You just no, take... No, I am a big... I mean, I like food. It's just that I'm so sick of everything. <laughs> I'm sick of everything. I need a new recipe, a new something, because I'm sick of everything. Send us your recipes. She hates cilantro. No cilantro, no fish. And basically no vegetables. What do you eat? <sighs> I don't know what I eat. <laughs> today, what did I have today? I had a half of my leftover uh, sandwich from last night. I had a grilled Swiss with bacon and and tomato on rye that was awesome guys we have to feed our high priestess send me some recipes that don't have fish or um, cilantro cilantro in it she will probably take two bites and then push it all around her plate and scry it as she does but we will try and feed the high priestess send us your recipes yes please and with that let's just dive right on in okay so i thought that we could maybe start with talking a little bit about psychic development so that people had an understanding a little bit about how their intuition works And then we can kind of move on from there into actual forms of divination because I think that they, well, obviously they go hand in hand, but I think especially when you're first starting, I think it's very important that you use both together to really strengthen it, you know? Yes. Well, the very first thing I do when I'm teaching a class is I use uh, a little bit of an aid, either incense, I'll burn some mugwort or some uh, store blend site incense to help open up the third eye. Also, I will offer my people um, anoint to, third, to anoint their third eye with some purple haze. That's my blend from the old, uh, the old store or the site oil, which helps open up the third eye to make it a little bit easier to uh, start the, the process, the divination process. So basically, like some, a lot of people are in Los Angeles, and so if they are, they're able to check it out you know yes. and, and come to the green man store or even go online because i know that the green man does ship a lot of stuff right so you guys can probably actually purchase bottles of monica's purple haze blend through the website i would believe yes um if not let us know like send us a message on um instagram or um wine spirits and witches or wine spirits and witches at gmail.com if you can't get it through the store maybe we can attempt to figure something out or see if they can list it or we'll figure it out and get all you psychic bitches all witchy um yes but if you can't get to the store then you can try and just find anything that you can that's like a third eye opening incense or oil that you can use exactly yes the next thing that you've done in classes that i've taken with you as well as just like when we meet for ritual and stuff which it's monica's favorite game and my least favorite game is it your least favorite game you know what i don't know why i'm pretty good at it 
but it's just like every time I see you grab those damn cards, I'm like, damn uh, it. Yeah. Um, she has this psychic game that's actually really fabulous, and I actually recommend it to a lot of people in readings and stuff when they ask me, like, what they can they can do to open their third eye. But um, you take all you need. It's really easy. All you need is a deck of playing cards, just plain like red and white playing cards. And it takes two people, and right. one person sends, and the other one receives. And you're going to find, as you're doing this, if you have a partner, that uh, some people are stronger senders, and some people are stronger receivers. That's just basically the way it goes. Yeah. But it is going to help you hone into your, your abilities a little bit more. It's a, it's, a, it's a game that you play. You can play well, you can play it by yourself, too. I bet it'd be harder that way. But well, you could. You know, it does work. I mean, I, I, I recommend that they do it themselves, so... Yeah, so let's say I'm sending, I will take a card, and it's really simple. You have two choices. It's either going to be black or red, as the playing deck goes. And, um, you know, when you're sending, you have to send an image, an image which is, uh, let's say, red. You can either send the color red. You can send something that looks like red, like a heart. You can send fire. You can send sweat. You can send sex. Whatever represents red to you. And then the other person has to try to pick up on that, that color. Um, I always, when I'm sending, I, I try and send image, but I also try and send a smell, a taste, a feeling. Like, maybe if it's black, maybe you feel really, like, cold and, and like, damp, like a cave or something like or that. Or depression. Yeah. Something like that. Like a cave. I always use a cave or darkness, a cloak. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So you, what you want to do is you want to try and think about something that can engage each of the senses and kind of, like, just push those thoughts towards the person right. that you're doing this with so that they can pick it up. And the reason why it's so helpful to engage all these different senses is because each of us have intuition that works in a different way. Right. So you don't know how they're going to receive it. But the cool thing is, as the receiver, is that you get to start figuring out how your intuition works. Like, did you smell it? Did you feel it? Did you just know? Like, how did you know that, that color? Right, exactly. And it's really interesting because what starts to happen is um you'll start to see some people are better senders some people are better receivers absolutely when i was a kid my cousin and i we would go to this old psychic shop like on our way home and we'd buy crystals all the time and um we didn't know the names of the crystals like we were in middle school so we would actually just kind of name them ourselves like like pets oh wow and we had just had like this, we each had like a giant bag like full of crystals and we knew all of the names and stuff and so what we do is we'd sit in my backyard and we would take turns and like whoever is that sender would hold the stone in one hand and then we'd hold hands and we'd like send it to each other. That's a good way of doing it too. Sure. And we realized I'm a really good receiver and she's a really good sender. Uh-huh. Flash forward to all these years later, both times this bitch has been pregnant. She has sent me all of her pregnancy cravings. Uh-huh. I got every single, I would call her and I'd be like, dude, I really want fucking like one time i was like i wanted like an egg mcmuffin i'm like what the fuck is that and she's like i just told my husband to pick one up for me but it's gotten like i started getting her mom brain like the pregnant brain yeah with the last pregnancy and then even recently like i'm planning a trip to san francisco so i'm gonna take off for a couple days and i called her and told her and i'm like yeah i've been wanting to go for a couple months now and she's like oh sorry that was me i've been wanting to go too oh wow like so it's just kind of funny that all these years later like not even on purpose now like I call her right as she's picking up the phone to call me. Like, I, I know. Like, she right. can always send me stuff. Wow. <coughs> yeah, and we, de- we developed that connection as kids. Yeah, that's great. That's, so That's great. I think that, like, the crystal game is 
essentially the exact same thing right. as the card game. And I think that's a really excellent way to figure out how your intuition works because there's right. a bunch of different ways that it can. And how you do it solo is um, you have your deck of cards and you hold the card up to your third eye, not the, the you know you, the back of it, not where the, the red or the black is. And you hold it to your third eye and then you just kind of and go with the first gut. Don't second guess yourself because it's always right the first gut. And make two piles, the, the, the correct pile and the, the incorrect pile. And over time, you're going to see that the correct pile gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's practice. Definitely yeah. practice. Yeah. And we have, um, well, well, there's also like ESP cards that's basically the same thing. There's different colors and shapes on them for you to guess. I mean, I get intimidated enough, though, just using regular playing cards where there's really only two fucking choices to choose yeah, from. Exactly. So I don't know about those ESP cards, but if you if you try the cards, if you're like, this isn't difficult enough for me, then there are ESP cards, and they're real cheap. You can get them, I'm sure, on like Amazon or like check out your local occult shop. You can probably find them. Mm -hmm. So that actually is, it's a really good, it's a really good way to start kind of figuring things out. Yes. And the reason um, I kind of bring that up and stress that it's important to understand how your intuition works brings me to the clairs yes yes the clairs in in the psychic -y psychicness <laughs> yes. it talks about how everyone's intuition works and i mean there's a ton of different ways that it can work but this kind of breaks down like your major categories of it right. and the most common one is clairvoyance or being clairvoyant and I think people commonly mistake this with just like being intuitive or being psychic in general. Um, at the store, people will call all the time and ask for an intuitive, and we're like, or I'm sorry, ask for a clairvoyant, and we're like, well, we're all kind of clairvoyant. We're all kind, but kind of, but not really. Like I, like I have to ask people, like, you know, like are you talking about someone that's in intuitive or like someone that like legit has visions? But sometimes they don't realize that there's other forms. They're like, well, isn't that the only thing that there is? It's, no. And you kind of have to explain further, like, no, there's not. So clairvoyance is the most popular or most well-known form, even though I don't think it's the most common of the clairs. And what clairvoyant is, is when you can see. It's when you can see things either in your mind's eye or like with your eyes, like legit, like you get visions. So like a lot of mediums, I guess you would say that they're clairvoyant because they can see the spirit standing next to people and things like that. So, Or right. would you consider yourself that with, with, specifically with scrying since you scry that's something that is visual that you have to do with your eyes would that make would that yes. fall into the clairvoyance yes, category I would say yes yes i think it's kind of interesting that it says like in your mind's eye when you see things too because i wouldn't necessarily say that first and foremost i'm clairvoyant i have my moments and it's really weird like one time i even told someone what color they were painting their house like, so it kind of tripped me out, but it's never something, I guess it's kind of that, like, trust your gut thing. I never necessarily trust my gut on that one. It's not my strongest sense. Mm -hmm. But for the longest time, I wouldn't have even considered myself clairvoyant because I don't physically see things with my eyes. Lately, I have been mm -hmm. a lot more, like, down to, like, seeing spirits everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's starting to make me think that I'm just fucking nuts. Yeah. Because I'm just sitting down, like, last night I saw somebody walk into my kitchen. Oh, man. And I'm like... Is this happening or am I crazy? Mm. Are you drinking? No. Oh, okay. I was total stone cold, fucking boring, silver, sitting on the couch, wow. like not doing shit. Wow, wow. And just saw it. So, and it's been happening a lot more. I think a lot of people seem to like kind of spike with their clairvoyance around Samhain mm -hmm. or Beltane just because 
They're, it's the openings. It's the openings. Yes. That's when the veil is the thinnest. So I think a lot of people see things around that. That's normally what I do. Uh-huh. But yeah, I've been seeing it a lot lately too. So, wow. but yeah, so it's not just like when you physically see things with your eyes, it is in your mind's eye. Right. Um, it is recommended that if you do have things like this happen, and we have received a lot of messages from people that say that they've had things of this nature happen, from seeing flashes of the future, seeing people's faces change, all sorts of different things. People have sent us messages talking about this. So the one thing I want to say is that if this this pertains to you, or you're someone that's written us these messages, write it down. Write down what you saw, describe it, or if you can draw draw it or to the best of your abilities of drawing try to draw what you saw and keep keep tabs on this date it write down the moon phase weather everything that's kind of going on in life at that moment because you never know how maybe a couple months down the line or maybe even sooner that it'll make sense right right and you put it in your book of shadows you know (laughs) that's a good way to keep track of your your progression of opening your third eye and it'll kind of tell you what things mean because after a while you start to kind of figure it out so definitely keep track of it and drawing it especially since it is visual would be like awesome yeah that would be amazing yeah our next one which i 100 am not this um is clairaudience clairaudience is when you can is hearing is when you psychically hear things whether you're hearing music voices noises talking um and this is either actual sounds or, again, with your mind's voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so. clairaudient for sure because that's how I do my, my readings. I have a spirit guide who speaks to me. He's been speaking to me since I'm a little girl. And I thought it was normal all my life. I never brought it up to anybody because I thought everybody had this, you know, had this this person <laughs> talking to them, telling them what to do. So I'm definitely clairaudient. So I, you know, he's the one who does actually does the readings, and I'm just the messenger. When you say that you're clear audience, because I mean, I guess like when I'm saying like with your mind's voice, I guess occasionally I do get messages that way where like I'll hear like little whispers, but it's like in my head. It's my mind's voice that's telling me this. Like, do you hear an actual like man's yes, voice? Yes, I do hear a man's voice. That's, I don't, I don't know how I would respond to that if, if that happened to me. Yeah, but it's I a, guess it's a male's voice. It's yeah. been happening since you were a little girl. So since I'm a little girl. I guess like having that happen a little later on in life is that like, you know, you open your third eye and then all of a sudden there's a man's voice just talking all the time. It probably makes me think I'm going crazy, but yeah. if you've been doing it your whole life, it's normal. I, I just remember a couple of years ago, I'm watching TV and this commercial comes on and it says, do you hear voices? And I sit up really straight in my chair and go, yes, I do. <laughs> and they go, well, you must be schizophrenic. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I am not. I was really upset. That was pretty, I mean, what a letdown that was, you know? <laughs> it was I can, crazy. I can yeah. see that. Oh, my God, that's oh, yeah. so it was, good. It was classic. It was so classic. Yeah. I just, I want to see that, like, animated. <laughs> it was like, I mean, I'm just sitting there, like, all slumped into that. Come on. I was like, yes, I do. I do hear voices. <laughs> To tell me more, you know, it was it was pretty funny. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like, that was a shot down. <laughs> That's hilarious. I know. I would say that if anybody is clear audience and they're they're hearing things or hearing music and stuff, try and pay again just to try and like kind of catch it and develop it more. Pay attention to what it is because you don't hear things or see things for no reason. Like it's all there for a reason, and a lot of times it's kind of like a puzzle and you got to piece it together. Right. You know, so like listen like is do you know the song like or is it just like a tuneless like kind of piano thing or or like what is it what are you hearing and try and like start piecing stuff together i hear music too especially at night when if i wake up in the middle of the night i'll hear music 
it's re- it's usually symphony music or something like that. You okay. know, it's interesting. Is yeah. that like after like some some cushy punch when you go to sleep or just yeah yeah anytime? yeah oh, yeah. You know, I can't get that anymore. By the way, I know, I I'm know. Very sad. That's dis- well, cheaper choose are good. Well, okay. I got they, they that whole company went under. So. For those of you listening, we are in California. We're in Los Angeles, and it is it is legal, legal. here. So it's kind of like how you have like country stores or like liquor stores that sell alcohol. We have dispensaries that sell pot, and it's kind of become like the new like Nyquil for everyone. We just all take it to go to sleep. Yeah, it works really well. But now they took my favorite brand off the market. You know what my favorite brand is? What Green Magic Delights. What is that? Is that that's our sleep? That's our that's our friend Kim's um, oh. brand. She's a pastry chef too, so her shit is amazing. I'm gonna have to give her delicious. a call because I need yes. to get something to sleep. Yeah. So those of you that are in California, go to your dispensary and ask for Green Magic Delights because you'll be having fucking kitchen witchery that will make you very hungry and happy and sleepy. <laughs> um. Okay, the next one is clairsentience, mm-hmm. which I think is the most common form, if you ask me, because this is when we t- start talking about empathic abilities. It is the ability to psychically feel things. Mm-hmm. And this means that you can feel, like, a person's emotions, like, their vibes, whether it's, like, you're kind of getting, like, oh, that person's, like, in a bad mood, or that person's angry, or, like, just when you... Like, I don't know why, but, like, I just get this vibe about this person, and I really like them, or I really don't like them. Like, that's all clairsentience. That's all those empathic abilities. This even goes into physical sensations. Yes, absolutely. I've had this happen two times that was very obvious to me. And the first time, actually, Monica, you're the one that picked it up, and it was one of the first times that we met. And I was sitting in one of your classes, and my knee started to hurt. And you looked at me, and you pointed at my knee, and you're like, what's wrong with your knee? I'm like, I don't know. It just, it hurts. And you, the first thing you said is, you better stop that shit. And I'm like, stop what? Like, I didn't, I didn't know you. I didn't know that you had knee problems or, or any of that. So you're the one that actually taught me that empaths can um, develop physical problems before being around people right, that right. also have them. Later on, I did have another time where I was just, I guess, totally off guard and I sat down to do a reading with someone that had had been in a car accident a couple days before and by the time I was done with that reading like my back was out Uh like I full on threw out my back because this person had a back injury and I wasn't properly like protected right I have um I kind of put like the three phases of an empath and the first one is when you can kind of feel and sense the vibes and see them and stuff and you know that they're there and then I think when you get into the more like intermediate kind of phase of being an empath is when you start to absorb them and you kind of act like a sponge and you take them in and all of a sudden they're your own. And this isn't just like physical stuff, but this is emotional stuff. Like if you hang out with your friend that's really bitchy all the time, then you're bitchy when you get off the phone with them and yep. different things like that. And I think that the more advanced phase and phase three of it is when you you already understand that you can do all these things, but instead of just absorbing the energy and feeling it like your own, you can kind of like capture it and like transmute it and turn it into something else and like put it back out in the world. So that kind of goes a little bit more into energy work. I think that empaths should learn a little bit about energy work and energy manipulation so that they can do that because that way it's not just a burden that this happens and you can not just know how to release it but how to change it and give a little bit of like better positive energy back out to the world well what i always advise people to do when they're empaths and this was taught to me by a very magical man is if you're talking to someone and they're complaining physically or emotionally about something and you don't want to be rude and say look i don't want to hear about your bad shit Simply cross off, you cross your ankles, you cross your legs, you cross your arms, you cross your hands, 
and it shuts down all the chakras and nothing can get in. So very politely and casually you'll cross off and then you won't, won't be able to absorb all that. And this way you're not rude at the same time. Simple, but it works like a charm. It does. It does. Um, so I think that that is the most common one. So cross yourself off and I'm sure we'll get into protection magic and I'm sure we kind of have touched on things like this in the past. I know we've talked about the cross off method. Um, I'm pretty sure we've talked about psychic bubbles before and these are the kind of things that I really suggest to empaths to employ because you also get very overwhelmed when you're in crowds and stuff like that. It's yes, very simple. That's true. So for that just kind of happen right away. Um, another one that I think this is a really interesting sense um, is, and I might be saying this wrong, but I think I'm saying it right, is clear aliens. Is that the smell? It's the smell. Yeah. And it's when you can smell things, which yes. I don't think you can smell things with your mind's nose, but you might. But normally it's like you literally smell different things that aren't there. Yes. And I think that the most common way that this tends to happen is with spirits. Yes. When you can smell the spirits. Um, For instance, my grandfather always ate like peanut butter candies. And I always knew when he was visiting, like when he after he passed, like you could smell it because you would smell the peanut butter, like kind of just like walk through the room. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, people say that roses are the yes. smell of spirit. You know that you're being visited because you smell roses. Right, right. Uh, my patroness is Venus, and so when I smell, ro sometimes when I smell roses, depending on like the setting, like if I'm in a séance and I assume that it's a spirit, but. Um, I was at the grocery store and I remember looking at my altar right before I left and I was like, I'm going to pick you up some roses. I told Venus and then I left and I didn't write them on my grocery list. And I was just about to leave and there's this big waft of roses. Like just uh -huh. went past me. I was like, oh, that smells beautiful. And I'm like, oh shit, I forgot her roses. Uh, so that was kind of. Don't forget her roses. <clears throat> no, you cannot forget what you're promising deities. I was, I was on the phone one time talking to a friend and I got this big overwhelming smell of like macaroni sauce, you know, uh -huh. spaghetti sauce. And I said, are you cooking spaghetti sauce? And she goes, yes, how do you know? Because I smelled it. That's crazy. That's really and cool. And that happened several times. It hasn't happened recently, but it has happened in the past when I can smell food. And I'm like, holy cow. Maybe yeah. that's how you should pick because you say you're sick of all the food and everything and nothing's interesting. You should just, like, tell your, your guide to, like, send you the smells of food and then you have to, like, eat and make whatever the <laughs> smells are. I think that would be a fun game. Well, maybe. Well, he's a little Virgo, though. You know, he's a little anal, so. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Um, I, my husband is the one that records all of the podcasts. He generally doesn't listen and just sits on his phone on Instagram or something, but he is a Virgo, so. Yeah, our picky, picky Virgo. Yes. Most definitely. He definitely is. Yes. Um, our, our co-worker, Hovick, my work husband, yes. um, he has a really interesting, like, second sense with smell as well. He can tell when someone's lying because, oh. yeah, he says, I, I smell bullshit. And it's because it'll start to, like, literally smell like shit when oh, people wow, are talking. Crazy. Like, he can smell shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's and great. he's been able to do that since he was a little kid. So he can kind of tell when people are being dishonest because it starts to stink. Oh, wow. And I thought that was really that's interesting. Very cool. I yeah. like that. Yeah, so that's kind of a cool one, huh? Yes. And then we have two more. So one is Claire. I, I really should have, like, practiced pronouncing all of these before I came over tonight. Claire Gustins. Claire Gustins. Gustins. It is the uh, tasting when you can taste things. Um, and so one of them is, like, spirits will, like, send you flavors of their favorite drinks or food as a way of telling you either that they're there or that they want them. Mm -hmm. I can't say I've ever had that 
experience. I don't think I've ever had that either. If anybody listening has ever had that experience where you've had phantom taste, like we would love to hear about it. Yes, send us your just, stories. Yeah, send us your stories. And the other thing that I could think of that this might kind of translate to is I'm sure that this can get wrapped up into kitchen magic somehow. Somehow. Yeah. yeah. Somehow so that's it's connected. Kind of, yeah, an interesting one. And then lastly, and this is the one that I, I think I kind of resonate with the most, is clear cognizance. It's just when you know it. When you just know things. And that's really how my intuition works very strongly. And I think that it was really fucking hard to figure that out. Because it, it took me a really long time to separate the difference between what's a message and what's just my own mental like rambling and chit-chat. And that's a really big question people ask all the time. How can I tell the difference? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's when I tell them to do the card game. Right. Because that, doing things like that, using pendulums or tarot cards and divination systems, which is what we're segueing into next, like really helped me start to figure out the difference. Because for the longest time, things, like I would just know something or think it. And then with usually within that day, something would happen. And I'd think like, fuck, like, how is this helping me if I'm just like kept in hindsight here, you know? Right. Right. Um, I, but I have learned, and I've also learned that my guides can talk a little funny. Um, sometimes they talk backwards, so they would say, like, oh, you're a great cook. You never burn food. And then, like, I'll fucking fall asleep while I'm boiling something and burn it. Like, weird things like that. I'm like, why didn't you just tell me, like, hey, you're going to burn something? Like, yeah. why, why, why the false vote of confidence? Um, but I do have one cool thing that does happen is that people's names will pop into my head, people that I know or clients of different things like that, just really random and I've, I've learned over the years that they have a three-day mark that normally if I hear their name or, like, I know it, it, I'll hear from them within three days. They'll book an appointment with me. They'll text me something, and I'll hear right. from them. Yes. If I don't, then I have to call them because something's wrong. Something's, mm -hmm. like, wrong, wrong. Every time that I have someone's popped into my head and three days have passed and I haven't heard from them, I find out later that, like, they were in the hospital or something really messed up happened. Mm. So I've learned that one. And there was one time that um, I was at the grocery store and I was putting everything away. I put most of the stuff in my trunk, except the beer. I put that in the back seat. And they were like, hey, you should put that in the, the trunk. It's going to look bad when you get pulled over. And I'm like, the fuck am I going to get pulled over for? I got pulled over later that night. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but that's like when you know things. So you kind of have to like, that's where when you, these, so these, these are your main categories of intuition, the Claire's. Um, I'm sure everyone has ex experienced at least one, but probably multiples. Yes. Um, at different different times in their life, and like you said, that, that really is the big question: though, is how do I know? How do we separate them? And that's when we kind of get a little bit more into all the different divination forms, which is right. what's coming next. Right, right, right. So now we're going to talk about different forms of divination. All right. Now. One of the first things I teach in my first day of, of scrying divination class is quick and dirty methods to find out some answers. And they have to be yes, no answers in, for this section. So the first one I talk about is yes, no stones. You need to find three stones that are of the same size that are round. Uh, in, in the perfect world, it would be one black stone, one white stone, and one clear stone. And they all have to be the same size and weight. That's how it works. So, excuse me. So you ask a question, and you shake the um, stones in your hand like dice, and you throw them on the table. And whatever stone, well, yes would be white, black would be no, and the divination stone, the divinator would be clear. 
So whatever stone lands next to the uh, divinator stone, the clear stone, is your answer. So if it's yes, the white stone will be closer to the divinator. If it's a black stone, the answer is no, and that would be closer to the divinator. Quick and dirty. I call it psychic bocce ball is what I started calling that. I love that method. It's it so is easy so cool. And it works. And it, yeah, it totally works. Sometimes when I started it, so first, for all of you guys that are going to be on the struggle bus trying to find a white so stone, skull site is white and gets used. But I just did a bright color for yes and a dark color for no. Yeah, it, it doesn't have hard. to be black and white and clear, yeah. but you have to know what the divinator is, you know, and I know what stone is yes and no. Yeah, That's exactly, important. exactly. And you can kind of like calibrate the stones almost is kind of what I had to do. So you cleanse them and stuff. And then I, I like had to practice with them right. with stuff that I knew the answer to because it was coming out wrong. And so I had to almost like just yeah, like calibrate it and then it was good to go. Yeah, you come like almost program it. You kind of yeah. talk to it like your white stone, like you're yes and the black stone, you're no. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. Yeah, you kind of talk to them. So that's a quick and dirty method that works beautifully. It, it really, you know, I love how you said program and you're just like you're yes and you're no. That's what I tell people, and then I, I don't know. When I was first like learning about things, and I wasn't sure what programming entailed, I thought it was gonna be this like fucking epic, like mystical process, and it's just like no. I no. talk to my dogs more complicated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty simple. It really is. Another so, quick and dirty method that I teach as well is with regular playing cards as well, and the red card will be yes, the black card will be no. You ask a question and you lay three cards out and the majority wins. So if there's more black cards, that's a no answer. And if there's more red cards, it's a, it's a yes answer. I like that. It's easy. I think that's super easy. I have a tarot method that's kind of similar. Okay. With that kind of. So um, you'll shuffle your cards and you're ask while, while you think of your question, ask your question, and you throw ten cards. Uh-huh. And what you're looking for is an ace. If you get like an ace of wands, ace of pentacles, swords, or cups, your answer is yes. Okay. If you don't get an ace, it's a no. Ah, yeah. See, that's another method. Yeah, same principle. Um, and then we get into the heavier divination methods, like wh where you really have to kind of study to 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 process it and to get it to work for you, which is like tarot cards, tea leaf readings, crystal ball, fire scrying, water scrying. You know what's real fun is, oh, I've never tried water scrying. Well, really? I guess I have, like when you put the dye in a bowl. And scry that way, like I've, I, mean, I don't know at this point now that I actually know how to scry because it was something that had to like click for me because it didn't. Like I was taking Monica's divination class, and she would see things, and she was so excited about it, and I really liked her, so I want to disappoint her, so I just lied through the whole class. <laughs> and then one day it finally clicked, and it's just like I don't know why it clicked. It just finally did. I was walking down the street, and I was looking at this tree, and it was a fucking. It was the goddess. Like yeah. the fucking trunk was the goddess. There was no mistaking it. And ever since then, it's just like I scry weird things all the time. There was like a face in my coffee the other morning, but See? it looked like a mean face. So I like I crossed it out. I was like, go away. Get out of my coffee. Uh, so, yeah, once it clicks, it's it's just really there. Yeah. Scrying is the means of um, seeing images in things physically seen, not in your third eye, in physical to get a reading or to, to get an answer. Um, but I like to. Uh, I train my, my students to, and they will, I mean, as, except for Shauna, who lied, I tell them <laughs> to tell, be, be honest with me, because I'm going to help you to see. And I think I have a pretty good track record with that. I don't think too many people leave without seeing, to be honest with you. You know what? You tried really hard with me. Like, it just wasn't fucking happening. Like, you really spent time. I remember it was... I, I don't remember. I rem it might have been with the candles, because, like, each class will scry different things. Yep. 
And like you would do it every class, but one time I think you really knew, like, I really just wasn't seeing it. And so you sat down with me and you're like, look it, and you were trying so hard. And I was like, Oh, there it is. <laughs> like yeah. I just really did. I don't know. It just had to it just had to click. But once it does, then you can scry anything anything like i mean your life will never be boring exactly i mean you walk down the street you look at the cement you look at the stucco ceiling you look at images on the bathroom floor you look at trees you look at at, you know i mean anything you could scry anything yeah Yeah, today i saw a swan which was um (laughs) i took a picture which was a a plastic bag but it looked like a swan and i made everybody look i made jarell look i made Tommy, look, do you see the swan? Everybody saw the swan. So I, I mean, bet like 80% of the pictures in your phone are like weird things that you were scrying. <laughs> and everyone's like, what the fuck is this? And I do get really excited when other people see it. Uh, one time, my young daughter and I were going home after a long night. And we're going up this hill. And in front of us was this bush. And it was definitely a tree spirit. There was no two ways about it. It was so obvious. And I said to her, do you see that, that tree spirit? And she said, I do see it, and I know she did because it was so obvious. That's cool. If you look hard enough, you're going to see. You're going to so, see. No, when she says that she sees tree spirits, this means that you're seeing like faces of the plants. And Correct. it's like the plant showing you its spirit. Yes, yes. exactly. Okay. Now, because I, I think everybody at some point has, has seen things. I think after listening to this, everyone's going to go outside and you know look at a puddle on the ground or the clouds or you know you know what's also been fun is i like to scry the um drops of water on my shower curtain after a shower mm-hmm. um can you give us some symbols and like how do we sure. interpret this so once you see them that's one thing but then what do you do with it after that okay well i just wanted to, to ask a question of everyone out there how many of you have looked up into the sky at the clouds and saw images i know everyone has done it once in their life that's scrying that is scrying well um, you know, the best way to start with the scrying experience is to get some information about symbols and images. And they're pretty generic in the beginning. You know, they'll be in the book and, you know, a key means this and a cat means that and a bed means this. And that's how you should start your experience with scrying by following um, a book or following a list that tells you what things are eventually as you get more mature and you study and you practice and you evolve you can then relate the shapes and images you see to personal experiences in your life and then give the reading off of that and it's right on it is right on yes so one example that i have of that because you really do have to like start to develop your own relationships with the symbols um kittens a a basket full of kittens this is always the excuse they're not the excuse the example that i use um a lot of people think of kittens and they're like oh they're so cute and they're cuddly and i just love them and you you know and i i mean don't get me wrong i love kittens but when you like so when you see a basket full of kittens you just kind of think like pure happiness and adorableness you know except for me um I used to work in an animal hospital, and one of the hospitals that I worked at, I would be given uh, sets of, like, bottle-fed kittens that I would need to take home and feed all the time. And my boss never once asked me if I was good at this or I wanted to do it. I never got paid extra. It was just, here, you have to do this. And that was that. And when you're taking care of, like, you know, seven to ten baby kittens, it's just like taking care of a human baby where you're up every two hours feeding them and, you know, you have to wipe them and get them to the bathroom. So it's just, like, it's a fucking mess. Like, I can't tell you how many times I was so overwhelmed that I would just, like, wanted to cry. 
And I'm so sure. to me, when I see like anything that looks like a large amount of kittens, I think that it means that it's a, a heavy responsibility that you are going to have that's coming your way that you didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. That's what kittens and that's how I've developed that symbol from my own personal life experiences. And since I'm the one doing the reading when it comes up, it's very accurate because my guides want to make sure that they're speaking a language I understand. Right. Right. So, for instance, I mean, some some typical uh, symbols are straight lines that you'll see and circles in the in the in when you're scrying, if you're doing a tea leaf reading or coffee grounds or really anything mashed potatoes. Yeah, I scry food, too. I, I, I know. I know it's ridiculous, but I do. I can't help it. But I you mean, know I see things. I can't help it. You can see it though, if you, especially like mashed potatoes or spaghetti. Those yes. are easy ones. Yeah, you and can you really know, see. like nacho cheese. That's a good one for scrying. You know, if ice cream on your plate after you're done, it's amazing. So I think that chocolate next, cake. I think we're chocolate cake. I think we're gonna need to just start having like a series of food that we just like <laughs> eat and scry and just say oh, yeah. that's part and you'd of the be show. Amazing. You'd be amazed at what you can can see. <coughs> but straight lines usually mean change in direction. If you see an X, that means separation. You need to separate yourself from something. Circle means completion or a wish granted. Um, that's some of the typical things. And some of the things you're gonna see are pretty obvious, like a dollar sign or a bag of money. Or a sun, which which translated to success, or a moon, that's goddess work, or you femininity, create creative. Yeah. Would you call it creativity? Yeah, I guess I would call that. Yeah, but um, what about birds? I feel like birds, birds are like my yeah. number one that I see in teacups. Birds, I I associate it with the mind because they fly, and it's associated with the air element. So when I see a lot of birds in a reading, I have to tell the person. Your mind doesn't stop. You you don't you don't shut down, do you? And they go, no, I don't. So when I see a lot of birds, just general birds, not specific birds, I know that their mind is going twenty four seven. Got you. Yeah, I like that. But like I said, you're gonna have to develop eventually um, a relationship with your symbols, what it means to you, so you can translate that to the person that's being read. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, but there are some like really great online resources that you could find if you just kind of type in like scrying symbol definitions. I had a tea leaf reading book. I think it, I don't know if I still have it, but it was called something like the little big book of tea leaf reading. And that one was pretty good. What about dream dictionaries? Would you think that those would work for scrying or is that more just for like dream symbolism? I would think they were for dreams. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, you can find like, yeah, just magical symbol books and just kind of see what they are. And do start like that. Do start like that and practice like that for a while. And then eventually as you get more and more involved and more and more in depth, you can now you know transfer over to different symbols and what they mean to you and then you can do the reading for the person yeah Yeah. i think that that is a really good one Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. um divining rods is a fun fun thing too dowsing dowsing rods i mean that can locate uh water source it can locate sometimes it can locate um missing items or lost items and can definitely measure your aura if you if you hold it and walk up to a person and see how big their aura is if when as they open up so well how how would that well first let me explain for people that aren't familiar with them um divining rods are also called dowsing rods or l rods i'm sure there's probably a few other names but there is a system of divination that's called dowsing it was originally created to find water and it was used um 
even today, I have a friend whose whose dad uh, has like a, a farm or has property, I think in like Wisconsin or something like that. And um, he uses the rods when he was looking to put a, a well on their property. He used mm-hmm. the rods to try and, and find where the water source was. And we've learned how to adapt and use it for divination purposes. And so they look like two rods that are in the shape of L's and you hold the short part and then they'll spin and so usually like they'll cross for yes and open for no or however you program them but that's how they work you'll just hold your hands really still and they'll spin in your hands. Yeah you hold your hands right next to you like like you're going to draw a gun like a double draw gun that's where the hands position and and you just uh, you can just use it for finding things it's it's a pretty magical yeah. And you know, originally they're they're made out of wood. You know that, right? I did not know that. Yeah, the original ones are made out of a certain kind of wood. Oh. I don't remember the exact wood off the top of my head, but mo- the original ones are made from wood. So when you're saying that you can measure uh, your aura with them, how how does that work? How do we do so that? So if let's say you're standing in front of me and and I'm standing in front of you, but I'm walking toward you. So I have to be a little bit of a distance. And as I walk toward you, the divining rods are going to open up to to how big your aura is oh okay yeah it's a really cool thing it's a really cool thing to see so like if i wanted to see how big your aura is i hold the rods right and, I and then walk. as you walk okay yeah so is it good to have a big aura yeah, yeah i would think so yeah <laughs> yeah i would think so i'm trying to see what they were originally made out of yeah i know it's a certain kind of wood for sure for sure I'm going to have to look it up. It says that they were believed to have originated in Germany in the 15th century as uh, part of an attempt to find metals. Oh, wow. But yeah, they were originally made out of... Wood. Out of wood. Yes, for sure. I want to say birch, but I I don't know why I'm saying that, and I'm probably wrong. I think that I'm just making things up now. (laughs) There is another form... So, speaking of the dowsing rods, growing up... um, I, I had a, I don't want to say I had a magical family because that's not the word I would use, but sensitive and psychic, you know, right. a little more more inclined that way. And so whenever I w- you would lose something, my grandmother would give you her dowsing rods and tell you to go find it. So to me, that was just really common growing up that that's how you found things that you lost. Like you lost your Barbie or your, your keys or something or your book. Like she would give you the rods and she'd tell you, picture it in your mind and say where where is it where is my barbie and so i would picture my barbie in my head while i'd hold them and i'd really slowly because i didn't want to like jiggle the rods i would walk around my house until i found it and you know what it worked every time the only time they didn't cross and tell me was when things weren't actually on the property that i was at okay Um, i found out what the woods are what was it am i wrong they are hazel willow ash and rowan are the best see i was totally wrong i don't know why i'm insisting i think i insist birch for everything though yeah i think you're just like so hazel rowan yep ash Uh uh-huh and what was the other one um willow ash and hazel and rowan yeah that's exciting yeah it's really good yeah now another form of divination that i think is more common and more known is the pendulum absolutely and it's another type of dowsing so it is it's another the, kind, yes i guess yeah so it's in the same family and it, it kind of does the same thing i wonder how they got grouped together i don't i, I would don't. call them cousins they're not necessarily similar enough to be siblings right right but you know and there's a few ways in which you can use the, the uh, pendulum you can either have it tell you <coughs> it, again it has to be a yes or no and uh then you'll get a maybe or i don't know um 
and you can either let it tell you by holding it and um, you want to put it you actually want to put it in your receive hand so if you write with your right hand that's your give hand and your receive hand will be your left hand give receive. oh yes yes so right. you would hold it in your receive hand and um, you can say what's yes and let it swing the way it's supposed to swing to tell you but me being me and I'm not a control freak by no means but I like to program my um, my pendulum so I kind of like tell it this is yes and I'll swing it a certain way three times so it gets it and this is no and I'll swing it side to side so it knows so I kind of program it so you simply hold it in your receive hand and you ask a yes or no question hold it very straight and then lift up your hand very gently and and watch it swing now some will work better for you some will you'll uh, like uh, connect you'll with better with. yeah and some so I know people that come into the store they hold that damn thing and won't move yeah. You know, it just won't move. Yeah. Now, you can you, you can make a pendulum even out of just, like, a necklace. Or, yes. you know, back in the day, I know that people used to, like, use pendulums to determine the sex of a baby with, yes. like, a needle and thread. So you can use anything that has, like, a chain or a string with, like, some type of weight at the bottom. Yes. I do I do like my magical trinkets, so even though I, I could use one of my many necklaces, I am definitely more inclined to just buy a pendulum because they're cool. Yes. Um, but you don't you don't have to. So I'm sure you guys are listening to this episode in particular and you're like, I wanna practice more divination, I wanna open up my third eye. I'm pretty sure you have something sitting around your room that yeah, you could totally chain use. With whatever a chain with a ring at the end of it works really well too. Now I can't actually use pendulums for divination. Um, not for like answering questions. I can use it for for healing when I'm in healing sessions where um, I can't touch the person because um, they're they're too tender or sore. Because a lot of my healing is hands on. But like for instance, I have one um, person that I work on, and she straight out knows if your hands are anywhere near her heart chakra, and her first instinct is to like punch you. Oh wow! Like she doesn't even like her eyes will be closed, and like you see that hand coming up. So like I won't even hold my hands above her heart chakra i just use the pendulum instead mm. but pendulums will still swing for me no matter what they're just not they just don't tell the truth oh, wow. and so what i would do and what i tell people when they're starting with pendulums is determine your yes and no or program it for your yes and no whatever you're gonna do and then first you start asking questions that you know the answer to is right. my name shauna is my today my girl am i a boy yeah. yeah you do those things and once you've got that down what i would do is i ask it questions with my friends standing right there where my friend knows the answer and i don't and that's when you start knowing how accurate you are so it became a game that hovick and i would play every day at work where i'd come in and i try and guess the color of his underwear i was never right oh wow no i like like you can't trust me with pendulums like mm at all when it comes to trying to find information for healing and it's really cool i can use it to find um lost objects i've even used them in paranormal investigations to locate spirits and talk mm -hmm. to spirits but as far as like seeking out answers can't do it huh yeah you, there's many ways you can use the pendulum many ways so uh, really and you can get all like all you can draw them you can buy them i'm sure you can probably even like download them and print them but there's some really cool pendulum charts yes yes so you can even go after you like get good with yes and no's you can like print one out like maybe that's the wheel of the year or has the months on it or yeah, things or like that or you can use it over a map of the united states or of the world to see where you're really supposed to live yes 
That's a, another way you can do it. I'm going to get really mad if I do that and it tells me I'm just supposed to live in Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm born and raised here and I, you know, my life is here, but there is a part of me that really wants to move, but I just don't know where to. I'm going to move to a tiny little, like, hick town. That's what's going to happen. In the middle of the side of a mountain somewhere. Yeah. Or yeah. the swamp. I don't think I'd mind being a swamp people. Alligators. Really? Mm. Alligators sound like they would be good pets. Mm. I'm all for it. <laughs> Not me. Not me. Um... Now, of course, you know, the, the, the typical uh, form of divination is tarot cards, which I'm not, not, it's not my forte by no means. But it's, it's your mine. Forte. Yes, it's your forte. And tarot cards are, I think, one of the most popular yes. forms of divination. Everyone is familiar with them, has had a tarot reading, has a kooky aunt or friend or coworker that reads them or something like you've had an experience with these generally um they consist of two major parts there's your major arcana and your minor arcana our minor arcana is very similar to that of a deck of playing cards you have the four suits and you go through them from one to ten and then you've got your jacks or your your pages in this case um to your king mm -hmm. and so sometimes there's a there's a couple extra cards in in the minor arcana and it's kind of interesting to see how some of the decks vary with it and then we have our major arcana which represents like our major players and whatever we're reading about or the archetypes and that's where you see the fool the magician the high priestess the death card all these ones those are all major arcana cards so there's so many different ways to read cards um but a really simple way is to use your major arcana cards as the, as the big players and whatever you're talking about this is the big energy the big person whatever that's there and then your minor arcana cards that come up around it are the other influences mm. i wanted to give you guys um an easy way to do yes or no with your major arcana and kind of just give you some things to get you a little bit more familiar with working with your tarot cards i know that a ton of people have them and just don't mess with them or I shouldn't say don't mess with them just don't know so I'm going to give you guys a couple ways to get a little bit more familiar with your cards and one is to find yes or no questions and you're going to do this you pull out all of your major arcana cards and you will shuffle the cards what you think of your question and then you're going to pull the card and depending on which one it is it means yes no or undecided and I'm going to run down those with you so we have the fool which means yes the magician is also means yes the high priestess means undecided the Empress is yes. The Emperor is no. The Hierophant is undecided. Lovers, yes. Chariot, yes. The Hermit is undecided. Wheel of Fortune is yes. Justice is yes. The Hangman is undecided. Death is no. Temperance is undecided. The Devil, no. Tower, no. Star, yes. Moon, no. Sun, yes. Judgment, yes. The world, yes. And just to let you guys know, I found this little chart and I saw it and it just really resonated with me. And I'm like, yeah, this, this sounds just about right to me. You can find this girl on um, Pinterest or Instagram at Lakshmi underscore Rose underscore. Um, so that's who I found this from. And I really liked it. And I really kind of vibed with that and so i kind of wanted to share that with everybody very good um although i will say i think with the hermit though just like went a little bit deeper than just like a cut and dry answer i do think the hermit is undecided but it means look at your future first like look as far ahead as you can see <coughs> before you act or try and get an answer because there is an answer there it's just a little bit further off 
Um, and for you people out there that are hearing all the sniffling and I'm sniffling, sorry, I'm all sick. of us are, have a little bit of a cold, so please forgive us. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Every time I start getting on a roll with talking, I can feel it, so yeah. my, my bad. Um, and here's another thing that you can do. Now, all, all tarot decks, most tarot decks, come with um, a little white book inside of them with really basic right. you know, instructions and stuff like that. So what I like to do is I like to do a card of the day. Uh-huh. And you can either do, just use your entire deck, or you can just use the Major Arcana. I think if you're just starting out, just use your Major Arcana as you get to know it. And, you know, pull it before you go to work or school or whatever you're doing when you start your day. Read the definition, and then when you come home, ask yourself, how did that influence your day or describe your day, or how did that work? Because maybe it's not describing your day, but maybe it's um, a bit of information that should influence your behavior in your day. And then, it, like, if you really vibe with that card and you're like, I want to know more about this card, you look at it and you memorize everything that you can on it and, like, all the little details of it. And then you close your eyes and you see it, like, just a huge portrait with a little door in it. And you go inside of it and you meditate and you go inside through this door and into the card. And what happens next? Do you talk to someone that's that you see in the card and have a conversation do they gesture to you do you see it beyond what's what's in the card like i've done this where i've gone totally like beyond the card and into like something that was totally out of sight but it's really helped me develop my relationship with my cards and it's it's really just fun too Mm-hmm. It's really fun. So especially if you have a hard time sleeping, that's my favorite time to do these kind of things. I've started doing them with pictures and all sorts of stuff that I like. We're all just kind of like just travel into it and see kind of what I learned. And a lot of times I'll fall asleep while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool. And I can't say that I've had really profound epiphanies every single time, but I've had them enough. I've had them enough that it's really helped shape who I am like with readings. And, you know, I think it's almost similar to um, any kind of uh, um, image or um, list thing that we talked about before. If eventually, you're going to develop a relationship with the cards where you're going to develop your own intuitive meanings for what you're seeing. Yes, correct? absolutely. So, um, And there's, like, card combinations and different things. Like, there's so much that, like, for instance, the Empress generally means fertility. Right. Or, you know, and so normally that means pregnancy. Like, she's a lot of times depicted in most cards as being pregnant. However, if I see the Empress and she's in the same, like, spread as the Three of Cups, that means that somebody already has kids. There's already pre-existing children. Mm. So things like that. So there's different combinations that start to mean other things. I mean... It's very, it's vast and varied. It's very vast, and there's so much, so many symbols just hidden within the tarot. Different cards correspond with different zodiac. There's the numerology of the cards. I mean, we could do, like, a whole fucking podcast just on cards for For just, like, episodes and episodes. So just, like, get everyone started. Because, I mean, I learned when I was a little kid, and when I learned, um, my uncle read my cards, and I wanted to know how to do it. So I saved my little allowance, and I got my cards. I came back to him, and he was like, read them yourself. Like, I don't need to teach you. And mm-hmm. the first thing he said was, look at the colors. What do the colors make you feel? That was the first thing he said. So that's what I first started going off of. And then I started reading the book, the little white book with it. Mm-hmm. I kind of just went off from there. So look at the colors of your cards. I don't just get the Rider weight unless you really love the Rider weight deck. Get whatever deck calls to you because each artist is conveying their own message, their own vibe, and that's what you're connecting with. So get that and just start 
finding the different ways that each of them speaks to you and it doesn't have to be the traditional way because there's no wrong way as long as your your information is correct that you're getting right right and and as you uh, develop more things now one of the hardest forms of divination i find is the crystal ball oh yeah that is really hard but i've had some really good luck in my classes with people actually being able to see and i'm very impressed it's really hard and that does take a lot of practice to be honest with you how do you even do it like is it similar to a scrying mirror yeah it's similar to a scrying mirror what you what i was taught and how i learned is you need a dark background so like something dark like a black background and you need like a light a candle light behind it and you just let your eyes go and you sit there and you focus on this ball eventually you're going to start to see some movement and usually it comes in the form of clouds that's the first you basically usually what you see first is clouds rolling in so if you even get to that point but you know don't give up if you don't see anything the first few times don't give up keep trying keep trying because eventually it's going to work for you what would be a good intro like what's the baby step to like if the if like if we're playing a video game and the the crystal ball is a boss fight what's our first like baby step to get there just you know scrying yeah just scry just sit and stare at that ball let your eyes go and don't get to a point where your eyes are watering or anything if it gets too much of course pull away and rest your eyes and they say don't do it more than uh, like a little bit of each time because i mean it, it could strain your eyes so you know it's a really fun scrying method that i would i i think i would suggest maybe to start playing with like to build up to a crystal ball is smoke scrying mm. it's so much fun and you can do it with like incense and where you light the incense or like if someone's like a smoker i guess or anything that would produce smoke so like cauldron like incense too because that's real smoky and you ask a question or or not and just be like what's up what do i need to know is there someone here and you just start taking pictures yes pictures are amazing i like doing it in the dark yes. with the flash on and i mean i've done that in paranormal investigations before and i've caught some fucking crazy stuff in yes. that smoke my neighbor used to smoke cigarettes and she would be in the dark blow the smoke and take pictures and i swear to god some of the faces and things that i saw uh-huh. was scary it's crazy it's it scary but try it if you're a smoker or even not like if, if not incense smoke works incense smoke good. just get that camera take a flash and you're going to be amazed at what you see yeah it's awesome so i think that's really cool so those are just kind of like some intros for you to start playing with get your psychic development going uh, start playing with some of the divination systems we taught you. So here's our psychic development and divination 101. I'm sure we'll come back and we'll revisit this again, like in the I'm future. Sure. So um, as we move on into the month and stuff like that, I do have an announcement for all of our people listening here in Los Angeles or you know close enough to Los Angeles. We do have not we, but we are going to be participating in an event at the Green Man Store on January 11th. And it's really cool. It's uh, prosperity working. And so it's going to be at the Green Man Store. And part I don't want to say all of our coven, but parts, most of our coven will be helping participate in conjunction with the Green Man Store. We're coming together with Griffin Ked and his clan to do a Fortuna working, which is a prosperity working. And whenever we do these workings, they are to help somebody in the community. And I'm just going to go ahead and leave it at that for right now. But it's going to be really fucking cool. It's for a good cause. And then you guys get to come and work some fucking magic with me and Monica. And you get to meet 
all of the different people that we talk about all the time, you're going to start being able to put faces to all of the names. You're going to see Hovick and laugh and be like, hey, you're Bigfoot. Yeah, you know, yeah. so come and, and join us. It's going to be January 11th. It is a $15 suggested donation, but we don't turn anyone away for lack of funds for this. And it's a potluck afterwards and it's super fun. And I got to say, I've been to a couple of the Fortuna workings at the store and I think it's a very magical ritual it definitely has some good energy in it that's like hefty and nice but it also um i think is a very good beginner ritual too like you don't have to like walk in like if you've never been to a ritual or you've never been to a public one or something like i think this would be a good one to go to because it still like lets you get your bearings so i i really hope to see people out there if you guys come and you see us don't be shy come say hi and like let's let's chat let's chat let's take pictures come say hello to everyone yeah absolutely that would be great to meet some of you guys yeah exactly yeah so who's your your shout out for oh, tonight? Oh God, let me think. Let me think. You go. You go first. <laughs> I have to think about this. I've got my shout out. Okay. My shout out is to my friend Johnny Hellion, and um, Brandon. They are they are the most adorable couple in the world. I love them to death, and I call them my ghost daddies. So some girls have baby daddies. I have ghost daddies. They're the daddies of all of my little ghosts ghosty haunted objects they have they they collect haunted things and i collect haunted things we both have a bunch of dolls and we still need to have a slumber party for them we've been talking about organizing that for a while but they're they're my ghost daddies and they're very good ghost daddies they have it's really cool they'll like send me pictures and stuff of like the jewelry and the scarves and stuff that like their dolls are wearing and stuff so they're very good ghost daddies so shout out to my ghost daddies johnny and brandon i know brandon listens to the podcast so we love you brandon I think I'm going to shout out to all the readers at the Green Man. And for those who are listening to us, thank you for listening to us. We love you. We, we like working with you. You're awesome and amazing. You psychic so hard, you spooky bitches. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so, on that note, Mary Meet, Mary Part, and, and Mary, Mary Meet, meet again. again.